is Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are here in the studio Gordon DL is still with us at Ibrox as well And now it's over to you So let's hear from you 01419511025 Your full time scores from today in the Scottish Premiership It is Aberdeen 3, Celtic 4 St Mirren 0, St Johnston 1 Dundee 0, Livingston 0 Hart 2, Hamilton 0 Motherwell 0, Kilmarnock 1 And Rangers 1, Hibernian 1 that's the only uh, league that's playing in Scotland today Of course, I'll give you the English Premier League while we're at it uh, It finished Fulham 1, Wolves 1, Burnley 1, Everton 5 Crystal Palace 0, Cardiff 0, Leicester 2, Man City 1 Liverpool 4, Newcastle 0, Man United 3, Huddersfield 1 And Tottenham 5, Bournemouth 0 Christmas is cancelled for Pep Guardiola <laughs> uh, You know, And Leicester, amazing They then... Uh, have two big wins in succession. But up here, the day of the pendulum. Celtic, 2-1 up and 10 minutes to go. Then, penalty wrongly awarded to Aberdeen, 2-2. Then you think the story of the day is Willie Collum for giving that penalty. In comes Odson Edward, makes it 3-2. Odson Edward sets up Scott Sinclair, 4-2. You think that's us down and dusted. Aberdeen pull one back, 4-3. And in the last seconds of the match... Shea Logan taking a throw in when he begins his run in the tunnel, if you please. <laughs> uh, and Celtic hold on with uh, Brendan Rogers referring to the penalty given to Aberdeen in the first half as a daft penalty and uh, indicting Emilio Izaguiri in the process. Breathless stuff, and with Hibbs scoring that equaliser, belated equaliser, the game that will stop the country on Saturday is now balanced in this mm. way. If Celtic go to Ibrooks and win, they take a six-point lead over Rangers and have a game in hand. If Celtic were to lose that margin in terms of winning the league title, they would look pretty foolish. We're going to hear from some of the managers as well. Some interesting comments from Derek McInnes. Uh, the rest will be going about their post-match media duties soon as well. But let's not hang around. Andy is from Motherwell, but he's a Rangers fan. What did you make of it today, Andy? Hi, panel. First of all, Merry Christmas to you. Yes, Gordon, you, Andy. He is. Yes. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Andy. How are you? Not too bad, mate. I actually tried to phone up after the St. Johnson game um, to actually praise, first of all, praise Gerrard for changing his tactics um, the last half hour of the game. Today, again, I actually thought he'd went 4-4-2. But again, today, Rangers in the last five to six games have been absolutely dire. They're dire to watch. I mean, we've got a guy who's a top goal scorer, Morelos. He scored, that's 20 goals, I think he scored this season. And we're totally isolating the full game. The guy's no, he's no support up front. I'm just absolutely raging with Gerard. It's time to come in for a bit of criticism. If you look at his signings, I'm going to quickly through them. Flanagan, Worrell, Katic, Grezda, Koulibaly. How Koulibaly gets in the Rangers team is way beyond me. The guy, he hasn't kicked the ball in weeks. I know he's injured, but since he's come back, he's been absolutely poor. I'm just wanting to see your thoughts, Pam. Well, well, I thought, uh, Andy, I, I was very surprised how open, especially it was one of those games that I think everybody in the stadium could sense that Hibs were going to create something. And sometimes as a manager, you say, right, we've not played the the way we wanted to play the day, but we're at home, we're 1-1-0. One one the most important thing, off this pitch is three points. That's where you earn your stripes as a manager. You close the game out. Rangers left the game very open, and it played right into Hibs's hands. And I've got to say, the middle of the park would be a big concern for me. I don't think they've got a creative player in there that can open a defence up and give that give Morelis that, that pass that he's looking for. 
Um, middle on the, the wide areas, when he gets the ball, looks, you know, good on it, but he gets in and out the game. He's a young lad. He's got great ability. But my worry, and I've said it for since the 15 new players come in, my worry looking at Rangers is defensively. I think Tavernier cannot defend. One and one, he cannot defend. And I think Hibbs played on that today, and the goal came from that that uh, bit, of, uh, that bit of the park. And it was a great header for McGregor, McGregor you've got to say. But I think Goldson going off, you had Catted, you had uh, Warrell there. I think that's a big worry. I really do, especially coming up to Sanford. Alex Ray, what, what about the, that then? You know, both the guys, Andy on the phone, Gordon at the yeah. game, talking about that Rangers midfield. Um, the, the the obvious criticism of McCrory, Koulibaly and Jack today is if you look at those three on paper, you're thinking, well, not very attacking, not 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 as creative perhaps as as other players, not going to find that killer pass. How on earth then do those three end up being accused of being too open? Because if anything, you're expecting at the very least that those three yeah. to be overly defensive, if anything. But in fact, watching the game, listening to the reports, Andy's on the phone talking about how open it was. Yeah, it was end to end stuff, and they didn't manage to see out the game. Now, for about 25, 30 minutes, I was saying that this is alarming that the amount of end to end stuff, and you're absolutely right, what you say is Jack McCrory and Koulibaly. And it was just you attack, we attack. And for me, Again, you need that experience. You need that now. Now, Gordon's absolutely right at Ibrox when he talks about players going and carving teams open. At the same token, you have to drag people about. If Candace is going out of the position, if Middleton, drag them in when Hibs have it. Be very condensed because you need to give the back line support as well, defensive cover. And it was just so open for the whole game. And and, and Gordon's right at the, for me, getting into this game at the weekend, mm. the midfield, because... They're all similar. So how are you actually going to carve open uh, Celtic with similar players who don't have that key to unlock the door? Andy makes a, a, an interesting point where he says he's raging with um, Stephen Gerrard and he feels that when is Gerrard going to get criticised? And lots of people think that Stephen Gerrard gets an easy ride from the media. However, come Saturday, all the pressure in the world is on Stephen Gerrard's shoulders because if Celtic come out of Ibrox with a win... They're six points clear of Rangers and they have a game in hand. Rangers will not catch them under those circumstances. So he's being criticised now for a variety of reasons and he is under the microscope and then some on Saturday. Andy? Yeah, thanks for letting me back in, panel. The thing is, on Saturday, you know, we can't defend. That's the bottom line. Our midfielders are too similar. We can't defend. So that's why I said today, you know, we should have went in the tag tabs and played that formation with 4 4 2 with Lafferty. And give me the Ellis a bit of support up front. If we play that formation again coming this Saturday, Celtic will run over the top of us. I mean, I think it's going to be difficult anyway. But I think for the onset, do what Hibs done, attack them, for the, attack them for the first whistle. And that way, I think we've got a chance because we can't defend. If you take Morelos and McGregor to that team, you need a bang average. Absolutely bang average. Andy, I would, I would like to agree with that. I was just going to make that point. Watching Rangers, if you lost your goalkeeper and your centre forward, you're an average football team. Because, and I agree with you with Koulibaly, I've watched this boy and I do not know what he offers. I have no idea what he offers to, to Rangers. He doesn't score goals, he doesn't create, he runs about, he throws in an odd tackle. Uh, but my big concern is the defensive. The, no. Even today, Tavernier, and as much as I like Tavernier, I, I like him going forward, I think delivery, quality, the balls he puts in the box, free kicks things like that are brilliant for Rangers 
defensively, when you watch him going one and one with a winger or a forward, he's all over the place. He can't defend. And if I was Celtic, I know where I'd be going. Gordon, can I ask you a question? You were saying there, obviously, Koulibaly, and we haven't seen the game, and uh, you're asking what he brings to the table. What other options do they have? I know they'd Rossiter, uh, primarily the one on the bench. Has he done enough to actually warrant getting into a Rangers team as well? No, uh, but I think I think the problem, Alec, and everybody likes a formation. Today, it was basically the 4-2-3-1. He usually plays 4-3-3, or, you know, he plays that sort of formation. I think Morelis is crying out for someone up there with him. I really yeah, that's do. Andy's I, point, isn't it? Yeah, Maybe time to th- think about it. Gordon, I think he's crying out for it. The boy gets caught up in a lot of things because he's working so hard. Uh, as I say, against Hibs, he created all his chances himself at Easter Road. Today, he was very fortunate, but the minute he got on the ball, mm. terrific finish, I've got to say, from him. But he just looks like maybe, just for a change, a 4-4-2, with somebody like a laugher top there, he'd take a bit, of, a bit of weight off him because he's been asked to do everything. The full responsibility from Rangers is the goalkeeper keeping them in the game, and Morelis doing what he has to do up front. Somewhere along the line, that'll eventually catch up with you. Gordon, see when you're saying about changing it to a 4-4-2, um, if, 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 it may well have been the case today. If they go a 4-4-2 against Celtic come Saturday, they will get absolutely battered in the middle of the pitch. I, I was talking about today. All oh, right, mate. I'm just, I, I'm was, saying, I, yeah, I was talking, especially, especially in the second half. As I said, the midfield players... They looked to me like they didn't know what their roles. responsibilities and their roles were today, mm. what their jobs were. Cooley Bally's all over the place. Um, McCrory, who I like, he was all over the place. Ryan Jack was trying to influence the game. And they looked like they had absolutely no shape in the middle of the park. And it was allowing Habs to dominate most of the game. And I think that's a big concern. I really do. I think that's a big concern for Rangers. I think they need to get back into what their jobs are, what they know. It's been disappointing today, but you could sense us coming, Alec. Even yeah. the Rangers fans will admit, the ones going home listening to this in, in their cars, they will tell you the yeah. truth. They sense that equaliser coming. So when you sense it from the from the terraces, or the stands, whatever you want to call it, that's up to your manager to say, do you know what? We need to change it. We need to change the formation. Yeah. We need to change the tactics. We need to see this game out. Didn't harm. Okay, thanks to Andy in Motherwell. Sean is also a Rangers fan on the line. What's your overriding emotion after that, Sean? Hi, guys. Just one thing. Merry Crumble, guys. Yeah, same to you, Sean. Um, see the day, right? See if Rangers are dropping points when they're getting a chance to go tap. See if Rangers are to Celtic. I'm starting to think it's Steven Gerrard, the man, and I think the board need to actually have a good look at Steven Gerrard and see if he is the man or do we need to bring in something more experienced? Well, first of all, you'll need to give him the benefit of the doubt with regard to Saturday's game because it hasn't been played. You don't know. If Steven Gerrard wins that game, Sean, you'll be out organising a street party. Uh, So you have to wait until it's played. But what I do think and repeat is that he is under pressure like never before since becoming Rangers manager because if Celtic win, they're six points clear and they've got a game in hand. And Stephen Gerrard will then uh, be crucified by the Rangers support. 
Yeah, listen, I'm actually looking at the table on the TV at the moment. It's three points as it stands. Now, I think it's important to put it in context as well because if Rangers actually do get a result at home, Celtic haven't travelled particularly well. Obviously, they've got an sure. important win today. So they have dropped most of the points on the road to you. So, uh-huh. uh, but you're absolutely right in terms of um, if they lose it with the six points with a game in hand, it would be extremely difficult sure. because of how prolific Celtic are. I think most Rangers fans would look at the table just now and think, we would have taken that easily at the start of the season. Mm. New manager coming in, unproven manager, never been in the game before, managing a huge club with so many changes, and they'd be three points behind mm. at the halfway stage with a game against Celtic. In, in the in the capital of Madville, as we are, <laughs> uh, when when it, expectations are suddenly reawakened, and yeah. then you think, wait a minute. It could all be mm. snatched away Hugh, we, Hugh, we've been on this show for the last few weeks And we both, everyone's in here going Oh, it's great, there's you know, there's expectations There's people beating everyone And it, the, the league's actually really exciting now And that's because the Rangers, Kamarnock, Aberdeen Have all managed to kind of try and cling to Celtic But well, that hasn't been the case in recent years So, mm. Saturday's game's massive Yeah. Uh, let's hear from Derek McInnes uh, He's got quite a lot to say after the game He talks about the penalty incident, the game itself And of course this ongoing what of words, if you can call it that, with Craig Levine? Let's hear from the Aberdeen boss. No, I've seen it. I think there's a push in the back. Um, I remember criticising Shinny when we played Celtic here. I think it was Ronnie Dialis' team. And I think it might have been even the same player, Lustig, potentially, uh, and nudged him and he didn't get in. And everybody was saying, why did you know get in? Because it was definite contact running at speed. Um, you know, I don't think Lustig needs to put his hand on the back of Shinny. That's the way I've seen it. Might be wrong. Um, what do I know about penalties? You know, so, um, but I do think it was uh, it was uh, at two each. You felt the noise of the crowd. And we stuck that away, and it was all set for a big finale. Unfortunately for us, we've been in the wrong end yet. On the subject of today's comments, what, what was your taking it when you read what Craig Levine had said? I was made aware of it the other day. Um, you know, I think it's. I've been in the game a long time. You know, and you know, I find. The reaction to what I said about Hearts and Saturdays obviously took an umbrage um, to what I said, you know. So, um, you know, I felt that it was more about even from the last game at Tynecastle where they got two very soft penalties. One was never a penalty, one was very soft. But even then, he was wanting four or five penalties that day. So it was more in relation to when I got asked the first question in here on Saturday when we won the game and I thought we're hands down a better team. And the first question I asked him was Craig Levin feels that. Um, he should have had a couple of penalties. I went, okay, well, that's always seemed to want penalties. So if that's what um, has caused him to be so upset, um, you know, I find his reaction irrational. I find it childish. And uh, and one thing that needs to be said, he's he's intimated and tried to cast aspersion that I phoned him. Um, we played Rangers on the Wednesday night. We won the game. We're off on a Thursday. I was doing the school run and I had a phone call from him on a Thursday morning after the Rangers game. I was still still so pleased with my team from winning the game. You know, you need to ask yourself, why is he phoning me? He was the one complaining. He was the one that had, was mourning about the penalty at St Johnston. Um, that was a private phone call, but he's put that into the public domain. There's a lot more I could say about that phone call, but just the initial phone call came from Craig Levine. I did say... Craig Levine's decision to make a private phone call a public matter would annoy Derek McInnes. Who has now accused Craig Levine of being childish and irrational? Which means 
The press must dial Craig Levine's <laughs> mobile number now And say Derek McInnes has just called you Childish and irrational Well they won't have to Because he's about to speak After Hamilton and Harps Played at Tynecastle today So listen This is the world that we live in Anyway Craig Levine um, Derek McInnes on today's game Thought that it was a penalty On Graham Shinney What do you think about that And any of today's talking points Get your calls in Public phone calls on here though No private ones Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Merry Christmas from Clyde One Super Scoreboard We'd be lucky to get one wise man Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans here in the studio Gordon DL still at Ibrooks, And they're waiting for your call So get in touch on the phones or on Twitter At Clyde SSB A busy old day of Scottish football A seven goal thriller at Pitaudry Celtic win in the end A few controversial decisions along the way Rangers held to a one all draw at home to Hibs St Mirren beaten at home to St Johnson Motherwell beaten at home uh, against Kilmarnock And lots of other talking points as well A good old fashioned spat between Derek McInnes And Craig Levine to keep us all going You've heard Derek McInnes' version of events And we'll get Craig Levine's very soon as well Brian's a Celtic fan in Moss Park Happy with what you saw today Brian? Um, yes, apart from the refereeing decisions I watched the game The first one I thought was okay You can see it given apparently But second one I, like, I shouted up at 9.6 for the dive Gregory Garris would have been proud of that Shown my age here <laughs> and I just, I just thought, my God, it was like I was never, I was never apparently a million years. Another point I'd like to make as well is like I phoned up after the Hibs game, and I just felt immediately as a Gary had his time, and again he was like culpable. I don't think, I don't know why we must have something better than him. And I think Brendan obviously never heard him call the last time saying Amir as Gary is, is not long a uh, uh, competent Celtic football player, so we play him. Well, a few weeks ago. Against Kilmarnock Which some people are regarding As Celtic's best performance of the season Emilio Izaguirre was apparently a standout Gordon Dale was there I'm sure And and he says he was He, he was outstanding on the day Against Hibs he was played As a left wing back Which I thought Wasn't his position um, And today I must admit I didn't think he was that bad He gave away Just one, one moment Gave away the penalty Where he got done with the ball over the top but a few things led to that before um, And apart from that I, I didn't think he did that bad So I don't think it's a, a big problem In terms of left back Celtic have got Calvin Miller out on loan At Dundee yes. But is he better than Emilio Zagueri just now? I, I wouldn't think so What about the other point Hugh Bryan brings up the, the penalty um, uh-huh. It didn't impact the, the outcome of the game In the end Celtic going go and win it um, Derek McInnes thinks it was a penalty I, I, I mean I know you disagree Yeah yeah. I, I can only repeat the phrase I used at the time 100% 18 carat dive uh, And I think Derek must have his tongue in his cheek When he's saying that he could see this And he could see, see that You know. But yeah, anyway I think, the, I think you're doing him a disservice in that regard He sounded pretty serious to me Well If he has another look at it When he gets home You'll see it's not a penalty However Just one second I'm just going to say this to you uh, Brian on, yeah. a day, on a day like today I understand that Willie Collum Periodically Gets on everybody's nerves Because of his Poor decision making However On a day like today I think the big story is How Celtic Got up off the floor af- After that happened Because At 2-2 Teams could have folded They could have lost 3-2 But no They got up off the floor 
in a Tyson Fury kind of way, and mm-hmm. they got the they got the goals that mattered. And although there was a late scare with uh, Aberdeen getting a third, they have achieved an amazing result for a team that didn't start the match with a recognised striker, uh, and who had moments in the game that have seriously upset the manager, such as the daft penalty, as he described it, that Emilio Izaguirre gave away. I think the story is the character mm. shown by Celtic to win 4-3 Pataudry on a day when Rangers shoot themselves in the foot by not doing what they had to do to see out the game against Hibs. Willie Collum, it's just another Willie Collum week. Brian? Um, I love Emilio Izaguirre. I've actually met him a couple of times, but I think we were targeting Europe because Team just played the ball over the top of him. And obviously, I don't know if Neil Lennon bought him, maybe showed him ignorance, but Neil Lennon obviously pinpointed that in the Hibs game. He's, he's great going forward, but he's not a defensive fullback, and he'll never will be. But surely, Brian, I, I go back to the point, surely the story of the day is how Celtic got up off the floor and recorded in a, a, a wonderful, remarkable yeah, victory. But Brian, Brian, Brian's now facing up to the realistic possibility that Emilio Izaguirre plays at Ibrox I, on Saturday. I, I think he's better option than Johnny Hayes. I'm going to be honest Johnny Hayes may have come on today And done okay second half And Brendan Rodgers may be saying He knew him since he was 15 And he's played a number of positions But uh, He's not a left back Johnny Hayes is an out and out winger Which a lot of the time If you remember We've seen him playing on the right hand side For Aberdeen Coming his left uh, And his left foot And that's where he, he does His best work Not a left back And I keep going back to the point When you've got Candace and Tavernier Although they might not be great defensively, they're Rangers' most creative players, and that's a problem for for whoever plays at uh, left back. Thanks to Brian, the Celtic fan in Moss Park. We're going to speak to Derek, who's a pretty frustrated Rangers fan uh, this afternoon. But let's hear from Craig Levine. You've already heard Derek McInnes have his say. Derek, uh, Craig Levine's responding. Today we had end product, and we had loads of chances as well. Um, I can still see the little bit of nerves that there is in the in the team. You know, it's. Uh, we missed a couple of chances there alone, they got a little bit frustrated, squandered some good situations, uh, made some poor decisions, but uh, it's not easy to, you know, confidence doesn't come in a bottle, you can't, you can't drink it, so um, it has to arrive by, by performances and results. Craig, I don't know if this is round three or four between you and Derek McInnes, but he's a bit upset with some of your comments, and he used words like childish and irrational and immature. Yeah, he, he knows we've had the discussion he knows what I think of him and uh, he got involved in something that had nothing to do with him speaking publicly about uh, another manager on his team and, uh, and I think he's banging order banging order and uh, I stand by everything I said about him um, and I'm looking forward to coming here next time Aberdeen are here you say he knows what you think about him and just you mean from the media or have you spoken since the comments uh, from the papers? I'll text him and told him what I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, give us peace. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the next yeah. time he comes here. What a way to behave here yeah. in terms yeah. of, you know, I'm texting him to tell him what I think and yeah. this has actually got over the top. It's absolutely ridiculous now. Yeah. When you're looking, you know, when you're looking to manage players and set a good example I don't think it's the best way of going about it I know we are laughing here but I mean Craig didn't seem like he was he was having a joke there and it's just blown in, out of, in, you know it's blown up in my lengthy experience of newspaper offices eventually someone's going to say a boss will say listen I'm fed up with the pair of them I'm not interested in what they said about each other 
Talk about something else Derek's a Rangers fan in Sandy Hills Sum up your feelings today Derek I think it was time Serious questions was asked of the manager And I, I believe it should be removed I've never been convinced from him from day one He can't win three games in a row The same football We've watched under Warburton and Casino These fans would be on their backs tonight Because it's Steven Gerrard They're fair to criticise I've been saying this from game two I've not been convinced with the manager I have to just It's the same it, it, It's going back the way Inside the way It's the same It's Matt Warburton too All over Alec I have to just remind you That Rangers are three points Behind Celtic And if they beat Celtic On Saturday They Q, will be Q. Q. Celtic's at the weakest In the last three years They're playing without a striker Rangers should have Celtic Out of sight by now Well they actually To be honest with If that was, Derek, if that was Stevie Clark See, if Stevie Clark was the Rangers manager Rangers would probably be out of sight by now Derek, see the thing is You can't beat the likes of Dundee Livingston Many points is that you've dropped at home Three, four, five, seven points at home That is not, that is not championship winning form Yeah, but I have to go back to it I, I, I'll make the point slowly, quietly Rangers are three points behind Celtic If they beat Celtic They'll be on the same number of points Come Saturday night I do appreciate Celtic every game in hand But don't you think that with that kind of differential, three points, it's bordering on hysterical to be shouting for the manager to be removed. Derek, one of the key things you just pointed out there that Celtic don't have a centre forward. I think you'll find that. Uh, I think Johnson played uh, in midweek uh, or at the weekend there, and <laughs> one of the key things was that Edward came back on the pitch today and actually was a match winner. So when you look at the resources that Celtic have, you can if you look at the options they had on the bench today. Edward at 9 million and Sham at 4.5 Hayes comes on and plays left back when he's actually a left winger so they have options and then when you look at what Rangers had at their disposal today Lafferty was the only recognised one other than the boy Dallas who hasn't really had a chance so we don't really know what he's going to bring to the table you've got Rossiter a sitting midfielder Flanagan as a defender Katic and Wallace so if you have to put it in context and look at what Rangers are actually missing in terms of an offensive option You've got Arfield, who everybody agrees is actually, you know, a decent player. You've got Dorans, who's been missing for the lion's share of the season. You've got Murphy, who got injured in the opening part of the season. These are the offensive options that Rangers are missing and possibly could make a difference. Barisic, for me, is probably the second best mm. left back in the country in terms of giving an option going forward. Young Ryan Kent is injured as well. And the boy Gresda hasn't turned up. So you have to look at that as well for what the manager's having to deal with and then still say... Three points behind So I think it's a bit premature To say that Steven Gerrard Is not the man to take them forward I mean Derek You're not setting your sights a bit high You said it's not title winning form And it's not But surely there has to be more to it than that So are you saying that simply If Steven Gerrard doesn't win the league Then he's no use If he doesn't win it this season That's it, done I'll take you back to Tommy Burns Played great football for Celtic Couldn't win the league He was trying to do the job It's a results driven business In Glasgow if you're second You're bottom in the league well, it seems like a very different set of circumstances well, Tommy, Tommy had three seasons uh, And Tommy did play terrific football And yeah, he, he, he didn't win the league But we're discussing someone who has had half a season And we don't know the outcome of Saturday's match And what we do know Is that only mm. three points separate Celtic from Rangers I think it's hysterical At this stage to be calling for his head I will say this Gordon if Celtic win the league And it's eight in a row The pressure on Steven Gerrard Will be immense Gordon Deal 
Yeah, I can understand the fr- frustration of the, um, the caller because you would expect Rangers to win this game today and really put the pressure on for Saturday coming up. But you've got to give a new manager who brought 15 players in. You've got to give them time, first and foremost, to settle in. You've got to then give them a couple of transfer windows to get his own players, his own style. Rangers are, sometimes you look at them, you think, yeah, they're, they're, they're not a bad side. And then other times you look at them, today's second half, they just looked Joey average to me. And, you know, it's up to the manager who's learning. You've got to remember, this is his first job. And it's a massive job. Because you hear the, the caller saying there, you know, second is bottom of the league for us. So that's, and you've got a packed house in here. It was a strange atmosphere here today. It was, the noise was incredible. And I think that some of the players, most of the players, the the, the quality was that bad. They were going too quick. They were, the, the pace was 100 miles an hour. They needed somebody to put their foot in it. But I think the manager needs time. I think he needs another transfer window at least. You can't just bring someone in. And I know that Stephen Gerrard's a massive name, but he's still learning. You can't bring him in and then say, all oh, right, hold on, the 1st or 2nd of January, we want you out the door. I think that's nonsense. He's got to be given time to show what he can do here. We've obviously led for the majority of the game. Um, and I think we... Shot ourselves in the foot by not killing the game off. I thought we had chances to go and get the second and, and really kill it off. And um, Hibbs pr- produced that one moment of quality that catches us out and um, take two points away from us. But it's more of, it's not it's not a frustration with that because sometimes you've got to hold your hand up to quality. I thought the delivery and the, the goal was good. We'll certainly analyse where we've gone wrong, but um, I don't think that's the reason why we've lost the game today. I think it's more us having that uh, killer instinct in the final third to go and kill this game off. That will be the performance you were looking for ahead of Celtic coming at the weekend. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, I think what we what we had out there today, I, I felt like we were on our way for a, for a scrappy win. I don't think we were at our fluent best. I'm not going to sit here and pretend we played amazing football today, but we still got ourselves in a, a really healthy position, taking the lead. Uh, we're at home and we're still creating chances, but... When you don't take them chances or you haven't got that quality to go and kill the game off, uh, sometimes they can come back to haunt you and that's what's happened. There's Carl. So, um, he's a big doubt. There's a lot of ice flying around the dressing room at the moment. Um, I've just said to the players, we've got two options here. We we feel sorry for ourselves and mope round and um, sit in silence or we, we regroup. And we pull ourselves together for 90 minutes of football coming up. Huge game. Yeah, and I need to know in the next 24 hours who's in and who's not. Who is the rest of the sort of injury list? There's, there's five or six with ice on. Um, I haven't really had time to analyse them all individually, but... Um, I'll sp- out before. Um, there's no definite ins at the moment. Hugh, when he says, you know, I need to know who's in and who's not for the weekend, yeah. I mean, I, I guess he means physically who, yeah. who's fit, yeah. but there yeah. also seemed to be a bit more to that as well in terms of you know, who's ready and willing to, to, to stand well, up and be counted For the second time in recent weeks He's mentioned killer instinct uh, mm-hmm. he, he said killer instinct was zero A couple of weeks ago And now he's gone back to the subject of killer instinct uh, I think you're right Gordon he, he wants to know who is physically And temperamentally ready For Celtic because All bets are off now The stakes are high Rangers have messed up today And Celtic have shown character To come mm-hmm. from 2-2 two, two to 4-3 winners Let's squeeze in Campbell Who's a Rangers fan from Weems Bay Hi Campbell uh, How are you doing panel? I hope you had a lovely Christmas Matt. Yeah same to you uh, Thanks very much uh, I'll tell you what 
Als dat ik hier met die. En hij had roof toen een rood. Had maar wie zon weer mee. En hij is klein. Of hij is zon nou. Had ook zijn Mr. Gerard. Is die aanzet. Of hij. Warburton. Of hij. Kajinja. Aye. En nu we het Mr. Gerard. Of spent wat budget. On. Names managers. But we should just get back to basics. We've got no chance of winning that game next week. I'll tell you that now. What I saw today was a shambles. And the board must be held to, to, hell to account for appointing the wrong man all the time. Because that's what they've done. We might as well just phone Graham Murphy now. I think if the, if the league is lost, then you assess the manager's performance. But he is... At the halfway stage in the season And he's three points behind Celtic I think, again You would rather be in Brendan Rodgers' position Going to Ibrox on Saturday Than Stephen Gerrard's Because the, the weight on his shoulders Just got bigger and bigger But to say with half the season gone That he, it's time the manager went as well I, I just am baffled I mean, I mean, it's all very dramatic stuff Campbell's son is crying yeah. And he wants the signal sent out for Graham Murty it's all, it's all a bit much isn't it? Well listen Once he threw Graham's name into the mix I actually Stopped taking him serious at that point If my memory serves me right They get rid of Graham Murty With a couple of games to go And throw Jimmy Nicol in So that option doesn't fly with me For, for starters So I think it's important to put things in context I've just mentioned about half a dozen players Now The three points behind Celtic At this, this point in time Saturday's game and it's interesting because it's interesting language in which Steven Gerrard uses he's more or less calling out people if they're physical uh-huh. but more importantly mentally who's with me because yeah. he needs to know he wants to see a reaction the next couple of days while they're trying to get back up to speed physically mm. and who's ready for this task ahead because regardless of what anyone thinks if he thinks it's bad tonight when you've got a couple of guys calling come the weekend the pressure intensifies oh. because of the magnitude and it's just emotion talking because the guy's what 33 games into his stint as a manager and you're thinking we will change mm. this people need to relax a little bit put it in context have a look at players that he's out no, the, the difference with Celtic is Celtic are like 7 or 8 years into this with adding 9 million pound players 4.5 million so you have to put it in context where Rangers are at Thank you to Campbell and Weems Bay we can continue this one in just a second and we'll hear from more managers including the likes of Neil Lennon next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard's open line. It finished in the Scottish Premiership today Aberdeen 3, Celtic 4, Rangers 1, Hibs 1 St Mirren 0, St Johnston 1, Hearts 2, Hamilton 0 Dundee 0, Livingston 0 and Motherwell 0, Kilmarnock 1 You've still got time to get your calls in We're trying to squeeze in as much as we can at this time On a um, a busy game day as well That's my way of getting around saying Saturday Because that's what I was going to say And then I realised it's not <laughs> Saturday Let's hear from Neil Lennon I thought we deserved it I thought second half was a really strong performance And we kept going Showed a lot of belief, scored a great goal. You know, real genuine quality on the goal as well. And uh, we had good chances, you know. Boyle had a chance, Heinemann, Canberry. And um, I always felt at 1 0, you're always in the game, you know. And um, we're a bit lightweight at times. We look, you know, we've lost Libby again now for I don't know how long. We've got a lot of injuries, the squad's depleted, but I'm really proud of the players today because they. Um, 
stood up to an immense challenge and came through it with flying colours. We've now got to convert the the draws into wins. You know, we've got, we went seven without a win and now we're unbeaten in six. Shows the inconsistency that we've shown this, you know, this first half of the season. But it's been difficult with the amount of injuries that have we've been picking up. But um, now we played today. And, you got uh, a bit more out of Canberra then, didn't you? Yeah. You were saying yeah. on Saturday that what you got out today was fine for every single Had a long chat with him and um, we've got a lot of faith in him. But he's not been producing that sort of performance and you're asking me the question because you see it yourself. You know, there's different body language, different physicality about him, touch was better, his hold up play was better. So he has to, you know, do that week in, week out, you know, for us to evolve as a team because that's what we are we're, we're evolving you know we've lost a lot of good players in the summer and um, it takes time to for them all to jail but um, I'm looking forward to January because we need to get some bodies in because um, the injury list is horrendous at the minute and he's still to play hearts before we all get the madness over and done with uh, and the, the way Craig Levine is at the moment that'll be a wonderful meeting of minds uh, 01419511025 is the number you need Let's speak to Joe who's a Celtic fan in Crixton Hi Joe Hi guys, how's you doing? Good thanks So I was just wanting to phone up tonight It's, it's all a charade and it's time we put a stop to it This chat about a title challenge It's, it's over, it's done I'm listening to the Rangers fans tonight Listening to oh, the one to sack Stevie Gerrard it's, it's, it's all over Celtic is a, a league above I've never looked forward to an old firm game more in my life Call it an old firm game that's how excited I am. But honestly, the, the level between both clubs is is ridiculous now. It's it's become a it's become a joke. Stevie Gerrard, fantastic player. Well, he's a beginner manager. He's he's in Brendan's shadow. He's going to be in Brendan's shadow for the, the duration of time that Brendan decides to stay in this league. We're now playing academy players. We're putting on Mikey Johnsons of the world, Anthony Ralston's. Edward, yeah, Edward And and to listen to the challenge. That Rangers fans are deluded. They believe they've generally got a chance against. I can't believe what I'm listening to on the phone in the night. It's hilarious. You may actually well be right, Joe, in terms of what happens at the end of the season. I wouldn't pretend to know, but if the difference between the two is a is a joke, is it is something going slightly awry on Celtic's part for the gap to only be three points at the moment? Rangers had a chance tonight. If they won back to back, if they won at home back to back tonight, they went top of the table. But they've not got that about them. They've not got the quality, they've not got the depth of squad. They've got a rookie manager. They've got players who are knowing the power about Celtic. Celtic's got £9 million strikers versus the amateur hour that, that Rangers are pulling at the hat. Kyle Lafferty versus Edward. It's not, it's not a talking point. Joe, but Rangers were, were, were ready to bring in Joe, Timothy Weir. We're, Rangers we're, actually, were top of the league a couple of weeks ago. It's ridiculous that we're even still having the conversations. But Rangers were top of the league a couple of weeks ago. So when you're saying it's ridiculous... It they nearly brought out a DVD. But, uh, were, listen, what... Uh, you know, How what do you if, nearly what bring Rangers, out What if Rangers beat Celtic at Ibrox? How can it be a joke though? It's not, it's not going to harm. Uh, I, I honestly, I'm at the point now where I'm listening and I'm in hysterics. I can't believe the excitement that goes and then, and then <laughs> the highs that they have when they get to top of the league. Uh, and, and and you have to remember when they're getting top of the league, they've we'll got games in hand. It's not even as if... It's, it's, it, honestly, it's a, it's, a, it's a joke. I honestly now can't believe... How big the golf has actually got. But, but, yeah, and I can't believe we're still talking about it. You can see Joe, it, Joe. It's hilarious. Joe, 
Joe, you're having a great time. You've had a you've had a wonderful result at Petardry today. A wonderful day. And then Darren McGregor has uh, has given you an even better day with the equaliser for him. But you must allow us, Joe, to take into account that there are only three points between the sides, and the season. Only three points. Oh, sorry, Viongo. The season has half a road to go yet, so you, you must allow us to say that. In professional terms, the league is not over. And Brendan Rodgers would find your comments laughable as well because the pressure's on his shoulders to deliver the title. And as I've said earlier in the programme, I'd rather be in Brendan Rodgers' shoes than Stephen Gerrard's shoes come Saturday at Ibrooks. But Brendan Rodgers himself, if he was standing where I'm standing just now, would say that your comments about it being all over are simply illogical. You guys are consummate professionals. It's your job to talk the game up and to talk about the competition. But you guys must know. You're just sitting there. And when the phones go quiet, you must be sitting there going, come on now. But Joe, did you not hear me? Did you not hear me what I said there? If Brendan Rodgers was standing here instead of Mark Wilson, Alec Ray and me, if Brendan Rodgers was standing here, he would say your comments were illogical. I mean, to, Joe, to be accurate, I mean, everyone in here, I think... Um, you can yeah. uh, you can nod it. You all you all think Celtic are going to win the league. Yeah, yeah? I think yes. we all said that at the start so, of the season. But Joe's answered his own questions because they have the resources, they have the personnel, and when you actually look at their academy, they deliver in the manner which they've got there. Everything sways towards that. Now the fact that it's only three points, Rangers fans think, right, okay, there's still an opportunity to try and claw that back. But in reality, it will be difficult because of the personnel that Celtic can buy and Rangers. Because Rangers, within what five months ago were a shambles. Uh-huh. The club was on its knees. They get rid of the manager. The interim manager gets sacked. And now four or five months down the line, they're three points behind Celtic Q. Uh-huh. So there has been strides there, but you can't overturn that in such a short period of time. On this programme tonight, we've had one caller saying that uh, that the manager, Stephen Gerrard, must go now. And that now Joe, a Celtic supporter, who is categorically stating that the league is over. And we haven't had the two of them play each other. Yeah, three sleeps to go. I'm looking forward to it. I don't think Joe will be sleeping, but uh, I think we all agree that we would fancy Celtic to win the league. But it's exciting, Gordon, and you can never call, you know, a one-off game uh, because Celtic on the road this season have struggled at times. Rangers forum's been good. Was it good today? No, it wasn't. Um, so we've got everything to look forward to Exciting times Oren Kearney on the receiving end of a late defeat against St Johnson today Let's hear from the St Mirren boss Nobody likes to be on the end of a last minute winner um, I think everybody likes to be on the on the side of it And um, I'm probably from the overall tag of the game I think probably a draw was probably a, I don't think we did enough to win it I'm not sure they did enough to win it either So disappointing from that point of view Even, even a point at this stage would have been you know, We'd have been happy enough and, and move on and you seem to start the second half with Burton. You had a few chances. Are you disappointed the way they ended it? You know, St Johnson seemed to be kind of last 15 minutes they were they had more of the ball. Uh, I think, yeah, they did. I think they finished that last 15 minutes. We just, I think we lost, lost our way a wee bit or lost probably patience. I think up until that point, I thought we'd, we'd passed the ball quite well. I don't think we penetrated anywhere near enough in the final third and, and, and we struggled at times to do that. But I thought we kept possessing the ball quite well, particularly in the first 60, 70 minutes of the game to create a chance here and there. But um, I think there's probably a wee bit of momentum I don't know that the sub seems to come on for them and um, they're, they're able to bring on I suppose some subs that contain the game if you know what I mean that bit of depth um, and, and, and I think from our point of view we just, I think we lost away a little bit I still didn't feel as if we were under 
a huge amount of pressure from from a goal threat point of view, and then sadly, you know, it, it, it came in the night. Bad afternoon for St Mirren Hugh Miserable afternoon for Motherwell um, It's still a interesting picture at the bottom of the division as well Yeah, another bad day for Hamilton Ackies as well uh, Losing a player and three points at Tynecastle So for me, uh, Motherwell have had a catastrophic day in terms of injury And also suffered a red card They have to be wary But the other three are definitely in the relegation mix Hamilton Ackies, St Mirren and Dundee have to agree I've been there before Gordon When you're down there Things seem not to go your way And that's certainly the case For Oren Kearney Losing a last minute winner Motherwell as well Scrapping But they're losing players By uh, You know By the second it seems um, And Hamilton Aki's I I have to agree with you Earlier on the show I think they're in free fall And this could be the season That they drop out the division well, But drama actually, at the yeah. top Alex you, I mean what a day it's been When you look at the fixtures coming up The mouthwatering view You've got the Dundee St Johnston You've got Hamilton Motherwell And then you've got St Mirren Going <coughs> to Commandlock So they're all very difficult ties For all of them But when you're down at the bottom They all look difficult What a day it's been In the Scottish Premiership It finished Aberdeen 3 Celtic 4 It finished St Mirren 0 St Johnston 1 Rangers 1 Hibs 1 Hearts 2 Hamilton 0 And Dundee 0 Livingston Nil. That means it's all set up very nicely indeed for Saturday's fixture card As Alex Ray has touched on some cracking games, some cracking derbies across the card None more so than Ibrooks Rangers against Celtic We'll be back tomorrow night from 6 o'clock I'll be here in the company of Mark Wilson and Gordon DL To look back on today's action And of course start the build up to that big one at the weekend Thanks for joining us as always Thank you for all the calls and tweets Sorry if you didn't get through It was very very busy But like I say your chance to do it again tomorrow night from 6 o'clock